Hi! So, this is going to be like the first installation of the podcast that still doesn't have a name. So, my name is Miss Toto, and welcome to the podcast that doesn't have a name. If you have any suggestions for names, um, I might put this out before it has a name. I don't really know where we're going with this, but it's going to be cute. So, today I am here with my lovely mother who I love with my whole heart. She came all the way down from Maryland for my birthday weekend and to see me compete and perform and it's been like really really crazy. So hi mom. Hi Rock. How are you today? <laughs> um I mean I'm great. I'm just hot and sweaty. We came from the Everglades and it was like hot. We saw like only two alligators in yeah, busted. but it was kind of busted. It was busted. But that's what we get for using Groupon, <laughs> right? That's right. Um, are you excited to leave tomorrow, or did you have like a good time? I had a fabulous time. It was a best time. We just had fun seeing you do your thing and many the many facets of your life that you that you share with this community here and in Florida. So it was just that's why I came down to see you and all your glory. <laughs> So to catch y'all up, um, yesterday was probably one of the best days of my life. I won my category in a physique competition, and then I had Miss Toto's Miscellaneous Show at Villain, which was for my birthday. So I had my daughters FKA and Satana perform, Jupiter performed, Love Her, and Androgen performed as well. It was like so crazy. Um, and two Yas performers, we had Teresa Lasagna and Jimmy Saints. It was just like one of the craziest nights. And then having my mom there and her friend, it was like, it was really really nice um but my mom is one of the coolest people that i've ever met and i like look at other people's families and i'm like man your mom's cool but my mom is just that girl so i'm gonna ask her a couple questions she's not really prepared for these and it's gonna be more candid that way because and she's not too happy (laughs) (laughs) so all right let's jump into it mom when did you know that i was gay well, Rock, you always had these feminine tendencies, probably when you were like two, three years old. Always were attracted to Barbie dolls, didn't never like the truck thing or the, you know, all the masculine things back in the 90s that, you know, this is a boy toy, this is a girl toy. But what about my Hot Wheels? Didn't I have Hot Wheels? Yeah, but you really didn't play with them. You were always Fair. attracted to the Barbies and... And, you know, the hair, oh, the hair was a big thing. You love to brush their hair and braid their hair and do things with their hair. But, you know, I just allowed you to express yourself as as you wanted to, you know. If you like Barbie dolls, and so be it. Um, your dad actually, you know, sent them from California, which was a surprise to me. But I guess if he wanted to be in your life, be a part of your life, he wanted to be on your good side. So he chose to do that. Um, you also, I had a friend that, um, always dressed actually as a woman, um, in daily life. So she's trans y'all. My first babysitter was trans. Absolutely. She's sickening. And that's like, we'll get there, but go on. Okay. So anyway, so, you know, Rock would love to dress up and my friend, uh, AKA Ricky transformed to Terry transformed to Venus star. So she is now living her life as Venus, but she's been Been living. Yeah. Yeah. As as long as I can remember. Yeah. She's like transitioned. She's, um, like I literally, yeah. My first memories, like had a babysitter, Venus star. I just thought it was completely normal. And now looking back on it, I'm like, how did I not know? 
like a name. Well, it's the name that would have given it away. Well, Venus knew that Rock was. Oh, honey, he's going to be gay. I can, <laughs> I can tell you that he's just going to grow up gay, and you just uh, you know get on board with it, which I was. <laughs> and there was a very young picture of Rock over Venus's house, and I think it was like a Cinderella dress. And Venus put one of those big gaudy <laughs> rings on Rock and her wig. I looked so cute. And some heels, and he still has that picture. And that I was, was living. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and he had seen, you know, uh, I had a gay bar back in the 90s. And when I moved back to Maryland, because, of course, uh, Rock was born in California and only stayed there, uh, separated from his dad. So he was only there for like 14 months. But, yeah, I mean, he always was attracted to that other side. And I just allowed that to happen, that free expression to happen. That's a lot. <laughs> do you think well this is something that I, I thought about a lot I'm like do you think it was more nurture or more nature like do you think I was of course I was born this way but do you think those things like came out earlier because of all of what was going on around me or just because of like how I was being raised what do you think no I think I mean because you know I mean you, you were raised there were hardly any gays in our household uh, that you were exposed to, except my friend, um, like I said, Venus. But I think it was just your nature to yeah. be who you are. I mean, it's nothing to do with environment, but I allowed that environment for you to be exposed to all kinds of environments, you know, and, to, and your life, your life, the lifestyle that you lead now. I mean, all the arts, you know, the performing arts, um, the musical arts, all the arts you were exposed to at an early age, and you saw. You know, I had drag queens come over <laughs> to the house because I had a drag bar and they would perform, you know, for you. Yeah, I remember. With Venus, remember that? It was um, the one that I will never forget is Ursula. Ursula. So yeah. if y'all know me, Little Mermaid is one of my like favorite mm -hmm. Disney movies. And yes. I think part of that comes because there was a drag queen that would dress up like Ursula and she would come to my house. And that's like, that's my first memory of and a drag queen. that was Ursula's big persona. <laughs> Oh, her yeah. name was Ursula. Yeah. That's a yeah, guy. Yeah, her drag name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her real name, yeah. <laughs> the drag name was Ursula. So I feel like everything that I had done growing up just led me into being Miss Toto without me directly knowing that I was going to end up yeah, doing drag. Because I didn't know that the drag was going to be so prominent in Rock's life. I knew that, the, you know, the gay thing, oh, that, that was already a done deal. <laughs> that was sealed up early on um, in his life. I knew that, but, but the drag thing... but. Looking back, in retrospect, Rock always was in some kind of performing arts. He did music in high school. He was in all the drama <laughs> uh, programs. I mean, he did the art classes. So this, I think, is just an extension. You know, it's, it's, it's another person. Miss Toto is another side of Rock, but that he is, has embraced that. Very much because that's still who he is because he still loves to act and it's and it's putting on a show and he puts on a show. It's still an extension of who, what he did in high school, but only it's just drag. So I, I really don't see any difference. That's real. I'm just like wearing a wig and probably less clothes. Yeah, it's, <laughs> a lot less clothes. Yeah, very naked. It's just been really crazy because I like look back at it now and I'm like all the things that I've done in life, whether that was purposeful to a, like in my head, like all the little things like doing all those musicals and learning to act and sing and talk in front of a crowd, like mm -hmm. leading up to this, it just makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's, it's just embellished who you yeah. are as a person. But then also like the whole family aspect, a lot of LGBTQ plus people 
don't have a really supportive family and I've noticed that I'm a rarity. So like my dad's really supportive. Obviously my mom's really supportive. Like that's my stepdad. stepdad. Okay, mother. I know my, my stepdad who I've had in my life since I was like four, like three, three. Um, and that's a rarity. And I think it's, it shouldn't be a rarity. It should be like, okay, if your kid wants to do drag or like experience, not experience, experiment with their gender expression, like why not? It's not harming anyone. It's not harming them. And it might, it will not might, it will do more harm than good by letting, by hindering them. Yeah. Suppressing what you wanted to do. Because I remember like even in high school when I was like blending, blending, is that the word? Blurring. There we go. Blurring the lines with gender and what I was wearing. Like when I would wear really long shirts to Mm -hmm. school as dresses or like I would do, I would just be like dabbling in and out and not really understanding. Yes, I I was like interested in boys, but I didn't understand my own gender identity. So that's when I started understanding a little bit what like a queer identity would be opposed to only being one side as male or completely as a female. Because I do remember when I was younger, I told all my classmates that I wanted, I was like, I was just a boy. Um, I was, I'm a girl born in a boy's body. And I told everyone that. And I'm like, well, well let me just rewound a little bit. Um, I had asked the psychiatrist, I said, you know, Rock has, because we did family therapy because of the divorce and so forth. And I said, I'm not so sure if he, you know, genetically, if he, you know, because he likes female things and like to dress up as a female, I'm not so sure he has all those chromosomes that he needs to be a boy. I said, I'm not sure. You thought I was like intersex or something? I don't something. Even, you sound, okay. I, di- I didn't, I could have been sure. trans and that's cool. I, I didn't know, yeah. but I wanted to know for sure. This was like, he was eight years old. And so we had um, some genetic testing done and it's like, yep, rock the ball boy. <laughs> Nothing to worry about. I said, well, just a gay thing. It's just that that's just what, that's the expression that he wants to, yeah. to do. But now that like, since moving to Miami, I've understood, and this has happened over time too, that gender doesn't have to be, you're only a boy or you're only a girl. You can be in between. You can be neither. You can be trans femme, trans masculine, trans cis, anywhere in between. So at this point in my time in my life, I'm, I, I identify as gender queer. So when I'm in drag, you will refer to me as she, she, her pronouns, right. just out of respect. But out of drag, the only time I feel offended when someone uses male pronouns is if they're doing it to be like weird and rude. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, like when people are like, hey girl, what's up? That feels more natural. Like, I don't mind any real pronoun because sometimes it's just natural. People are like, hey man, of course I'm presenting masculine. So right. hey man is normal. But if I'm in full drag and you come up to me at the gig, you're like, hey, dude, you're killing it today. I'm like, dude? Yes. It just kind of like throws right. off everything that I've been putting all this work into. Like, I got ready for two hours right. to sit here and work for y'all. To call, call, to call me dude. It just kind of disregards what I do. Yeah. Um, but, like, the lesson out of this is I really feel like you can experiment with your gender. If you're not feeling completely on one side or the other, like, why not go a little further and like do what you want to do. Like if you don't feel the way that you are feeling on the outside, which it's hard for me to explain that because I'm a physique competitor. So I have to give that complete super macho masculine moment on the stage. But then it's a complete 180 when I put on the pads and the wigs. Yes, I'm still muscular because girls can be muscular too. Girls can be hairy too. But (laughs) 
it's a completely different feeling. And you don't have to do completely different contrasts. You can be anywhere in between. You can do whatever you want. And I feel like families and parents should know that. Like, if their kids are growing up, they don't need to put these stupid gender roles on them so young. I think the world's getting more flexible with the, the more aware they are of the LGBTQ community. Okay, with the, with the letters. You got yeah, them all. I got them all right there. <laughs> But I mean, it's just an awareness and an education. I think parents are a little bit more open than they were back when you were born 26 years ago. Almost, almost 26 years. Almost 26 years, years, like two more days. But did you feel like as a parent you were being progressive or it just felt natural? It felt, it's it's like it was my duty to allow you to be you. Right. You know, I didn't want to put you in a box and say, you know, you're going to play with these toys and you're going (laughs) to wear this. But, you know, whatever you want to do, we just allowed you to do that wrong. One of the, like, there are a couple proud moments I've had with, like, my mom not knowing how proud I am. But when I was like, did you have a gender reveal? Because I hate gender reveals, and she knows how much I hate gender reveals. And anyone who knows me knows how much I hate gender reveals. But I texted her one day, and I was like, Mom, (laughs) did we do it? Did you do a gender reveal for me? She was like, no, that wasn't a thing. So it, it doesn't make sense to me that people are obsessed with placing a gender on their unborn child. Well, it's, it's just practical for me, um... I wanted to know of what course. sex you were. There we go. Sex. Because they're different. Because I wanted to plan. I'm a planner. So it's like, <laughs> I want to know. And I wanted a boy. I got a boy. Got a so boy. So I had boy stuff, you know, like for you mm-hmm. when you were born. And people had showers and things. for So they got right. male things. That's the only reason. Right. But if you were, you know, if you had were born with uh, both male and female parts. <laughs> what would you have done? What would you have done? I, I, I'm not sure. I'm just saying, um, just, just get, just get anything. Yellow and green. Right. I feel like if I, I ever, that's what matters. I feel like if I ever come to the point where I have a child, God help the world. <laughs> but oh, yeah. I don't think, like, I feel like I would give them a very gender neutral name. Like there are lots of gender neutral names or names don't really have gender because they're a name. Right. Like my dog's name is Tate. You could be, have a girl named Tate. You can have a boy named Tate. Like, rock, who knows? R-A-C-Q. Yeah. But whatever. Um, And I don't want, like, as feminine as I am and as much as I love pink, I would, if I'm having a girl, like, I don't want to throw all those things at them because, like, what if they do happen to be trans or anywhere in between? Like, you don't want them to be, like, oh, because of all these things placed on me early in life, I'm supposed to feel like a girl. I'm supposed to feel like a woman. Let me just say this. I just went to two baby showers. How was it? In the last two months. And there was no blue or pink. Really? They're going with like grays and just like... I love that. Colors. The relatives, a cousin and a good friend of mine. Okay. Both of those women, you know, they went like with the elephant theme and with some kind of other thing. But the color wasn't... It wasn't your traditional pink and blue for boy and girl. They didn't go like that. And I think that's how the world is changing. Which I like because I, I think I'm seeing it more from like people in our hometown. Mm-hmm. Like... We're having a baby, Skylin, Jalen, like all these stupid names spelled with a L-Y-N. And they do like a pop the balloon or like a cupcake reveal. And I'm like, why does your baby's genitalia matter so much to you? Mm. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. But then I've had like literal debates with people and they're like, you can't tell us how to like celebrate our baby. I said, there's a difference between celebrating your baby because I'm so happy that you're having a baby. I'm... Mm. That's amazing. You're bringing life into this world. I know it's a lot of work because there's like a parasite feeding off your life force as you're growing that thing for nine months. I'm happy. But like, 
why are you so happy that like I'm happy you're having a baby, but why are you so happy that you're having a boy? What if you're having a girl? Are you still going to be as happy? True, it's, it's true. But I think, like I said, times are changing, but it, it's not going to change overnight. So no, just, you know, you'll see some small. But that was a big change in terms of this baby shower thing and the whole thing. No, blues I love that. Or, no blues or pink. I went to two within one month. No blues or pink. I went to my first baby shower and I like didn't ask what the sex of the baby was going to be. Um, and then I wrote like very gender neutral pronouns in the card because it's like, I'm excited to meet them. Mm -hmm. And then people always are like, Oh, you can't use plural plurals like them. I'm excited to see them or whatever. And it's like, that's normal speech. Mm -hmm. Like, what are they up to that? That can refer to one person that can refer to five people. So it's not improper grammar. True. But yeah, it's just like, a lot of things in our world are for sure changing. And yeah, there's a lot of scary shit going on. <laughs> yeah. So it's hard to look at all the good things moving in this direction. Like there are really supportive families. And if you don't have a supportive family, you have to find your chosen family. Like I've learned so much from my mom and my grandma and my father about, and my stepfather about just like being that person for other people. Mm-hmm. Like there has not been a time in my life when I have not been able to call on to one of my relatives to be like, help me. Something's going, it's like something's wrong. I'm panicking. Mm-hmm. Something's not right. And to be able to do that and be that person for somebody else is rewarding, but also like I'm, I'm there to help. It doesn't feel like a job. It doesn't feel like a chore. Like I want to help you. That's because you were nurtured in that way and you want to, you're passing it on. Right. Right. But you that's, it's, it I feel like that's what we should do for each other, especially as like the LGBTQ plus and the plus includes allies. That's what we're supposed to be for each other Mm -hmm. because some of us don't have these like really strong bonds with our families and we have to create these bonds with each other. You do. I've got, I mean, I've got family outside of my main family, you know, my friends I work with, um, my church friends. Mm -hmm. So there's a whole network that's outside my family that, that I feel very supportive to me. Yeah. I mean, you clearly have the LGBTQ plus IA people on your side. Oh, yeah. And, and all your friends. Oh, definitely. of course. Yeah. So it's been really wild. I might put the YouTube video up, but like, I don't like showing people that I have emotions because I was like literally crying on stage with this slideshow of my mom and me playing. I was playing. crying was- in the seats. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't even stand up. It was so heart-wrenching. It was beautiful. No, but those were the only... video montage like, was awesome. It was only like a few pictures because they were the ones I could get off Facebook, but she literally catalog. What's the word I'm like? Catalogued. Yeah. She catalogued every moment from like birth <laughs> and till now. She's yeah, still going. Still going. And they're just albums and albums of photos. Like, it's crazy. So I think when people like laugh at me for taking so many pictures of everything, I get it from her because she takes pictures yeah. of everything. And I think having a bad memory just runs in our family. Yes. The <laughs> like, pictures will tell the story. The pictures tell the story. That's real. Let me see. Oh, good. We're at 20 minutes and that's good. This is going like better than I expected yeah, for the first podcast okay. ever in my life. Um, if you had a message to, it's going to be a two-parter. Give me one part. Okay. Do one part if you have any message to any parents that have LGBTQ plus kids and, or they think they may be gay, trans, whatever, mm-hmm. what would you say to them? I think the parent's job is to expose your children to all things in life. 
you know, um, whether that be, you know, sports, arts, I mean, it, they, it should go the gamut. And when that child gets, you know, older and know what, what he or she wants, then they can choose. But at least they've been exposed to this melting pot that we have in our world of all things that are out there for them to take interest in. You know, you uh, don't believe in pushing your children to do this, that, or the other thing, but just be very broad about exposing and then supporting. When that child comes to you and says, you know, to you, uh, mom, you know, I, I'm, you know, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I think I'm a little different, you know, have that open relationship and have that open talk with your child so they feel that you are open, open-minded and will accept them as they are. But you have to accept them because if you push them away, I think they're going to be gone forever. That's real. I mean, that's yeah. so, so true. Which is came, sad too. You, you came early. And well, we I did, you knew, but I, I just didn't say anything. I knew, but when you were ready to talk and you had this first boyfriend. I had a meltdown, y'all. I had, like, and anyone knows me, like, when I have, like, I don't like to show emotion a lot, but, like, when it's time and I'm, like, freaking out about something, like, y'all will see it. So, this boy, like, broke my heart. I was a mess. And I knew that, and I was there to pick up the pieces. <laughs> She's like, what's wrong? Not, not the last boy that you're going to have be upset over and, you know, be emotional over, but just let it happen. But Rock knew that. The family was there, um, but you know it's and it's, it's, it just has to be. It has to be. You have to allow it to be. You know, for that person to be who they are. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of the time that people just don't feel comfortable about talking to it with their families. And I don't even understand at this point why coming outs are so necessary. Like, why do like do straight people have to come out? Right. Exactly. Because it felt like for me, it was I didn't have to like sit the whole family down and be like. Nope, Listen, y'all, like I told you shortly after I told my stepdad in the car on the way from Walmart. Mm-hmm. Did you tell him before I told him? No. Okay. I, I asked her not to. So then we're on the way back and I'm like, hey, did mom tell you anything? Um, and he was like, no, what's up? And I'm like, well, by the way, um, I'm gay. And he was like, oh, okay. And I was like, do you have any questions? <laughs> and he was like, I don't think so. And then he got quiet for like 10 seconds. He said, well, is Nathan your boyfriend? Yeah. <laughs> and Nathan was like my best friend. And I was like, no, Nathan's not my boyfriend. I was like laughing. Um, and then after that, he said, okay, well, just keep your grades up. Okay. <laughs> and that was... That's, that's, that was the end of that conversation. That was it. And then with my dad, I accidentally told him. I was at the Pride March with my boyfriend at the time, my best friend. He calls me. I'm like, hey, what's up? What's going on? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just at the Pride March with my best friend and my boyfriend. And it just came out. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. And he was like, oh, that's awesome. Have so much fun. Like, I'll talk to you later. I was like, what just happened? <laughs> and, that, and that's not a normal, from what I get from people, that's, like, not normal. And it should be normal. Because it just was it, a but fact. But I think for him that he loves you so much. and I'm the only one. You're the only child, and if he wants to stay in your life, he, he knew that he had to um, be on board with who you are. Yeah, because he had no option. Of that. He, it, it wasn't an <laughs> option. He's either going to be in your life or out of your life. True. And if he was going to be in your life, then he accepted who you are. I'm going to get my dad on one of these podcasts, and it's not going to be a similar interview, because, interview talk, because... My dad and I are like, I'm similar to both my parents in different ways. Like my mom's super organized and like just so strong and independent as like a person. Um, But my dad's more impulsive, spontaneous. He's like the party boy side of me. But then he's also like really crazy in the sense that 
he voted for Trump. So we're definitely going to hit that. Oh, wow. Good luck with all that. Remember when I didn't talk to him for three months after that dinner we had? Yeah, I was like so upset. Okay. Um, Second part of this question. So what what would you have to say to any LGBTQ plus kids that are growing up and they're afraid to tell their families? Or they may not have that support system. If they don't have the support system, they need to find a friend or maybe one of their friends who are gay. They can talk to that parent. Um, for support, they need to reach out to their family if that's if that's not an option in their family, and then maybe maybe you know direct them to some therapy. I mean, eventually, not just throw them into that, but I think they need to find somebody in their network of to friends. Talk to. Yeah, that's so crucial. Yeah, you know, they can maybe give them some guidance and and just be there to support them. You yeah. know, because I felt like some of your friends. Who's, their parents didn't know or maybe weren't supportive. <laughs> they came to you. They would come to the house and, <laughs> you know, they know that I was on board with that. Not necessarily saying a whole lot, but they knew that I that I supported them yeah. and loved them just the same. So I would just say they just need to reach out because everybody, there's always somebody for, for everybody. There's, some, there's that somebody that will help that person get through That's whatever true. they're going through. And I was talking to someone about this a while ago because I'm from a really small town in Western Maryland, Cumberland, Maryland. Yeah. Um, and the time that I came out to my best friend, he came out to me too. I was like, by the way, like I'm gay. He was like, oh wait, me too. And we like laughed about it for 20 mm-hmm. minutes. But if I didn't have that experience or if my family wasn't super cool, like I probably would have gone to the internet like a lot of other people. Like, that's true. Cause that's some people's first exposure to like what being gay or queer or whatever yeah. is. And yes, the internet can be a dangerous place, but it can also be a really loving and nurturing place where you can find your friends. Like at this point in my life, like I'm still making friends with people online that I don't even meet for months on end. And then I finally meet them and it's like everything just clicks. But those are people that you can end up speaking to about your problems or like if you just want to talk because they become so close to you and they may relate to you more than the people who are currently around you. I agree. I agree. But you seem to have found your niche yeah. and, the, and the many things that you're into. And you, you love it. I mean, I you do. love the entertainment <laughs> side of that. Um, you like to, to compete. I so do. there's uh, lots of different sides of you, Rock. And I embrace each and every one of them. And I'll be here uh, until I die. <laughs> Don't say that. I mean, well, just, just say that. But like, uh, it's going to come a time. No. I mean, that's a, that's gonna... another topic. No. <laughs> so sad. But y'all, basically, the moral of the story is, if you're a parent, you have to be a cool parent. Like, just don't... Support your children. Support your children. Support each other. Yes. That's important. Like, I said that last night at Villain. Like, we have each other. That's it. Like, if you don't support each other, if you don't support each other, you don't have anyone. If you're not being supportive of others, you won't have anyone. Right? That's right. And y'all, I don't know if each podcast is going to have a theme or it's just going to be me eating shit on <laughs> like on podcasts. But I hope you enjoyed meeting my mother digitally and all that stuff. If you want to see like pictures and performances and stuff, just look on any of my social media because I put pictures of her up all the time because I am a mama's girl at heart forever and will always be. Love you more, Rock. I love you, Mom. Y'all, thanks for tuning in to the first installation of This Podcast Doesn't Have a Name Yet. So, (laughs) I will see you next time. Miss Toto over and out.